Yeah, that's right. You're dialed into the hottest radio program this side of anywhere, it seems, as today is a big day, a banner day even, as Massacre Radio puts a bow on this, Season 2, Episode 24. Wow, am I reading that right? A.K.A. the season finale. Hey, we've come such a long way since our first episode, all those weeks ago, and since we're in such a self-congratulatory mood, I figured we'd wrap this season up by talking to the man himself. That's right, Lewis, the man behind Massacre Video. He's also a producer on this program. He joins me as we discuss the highlights, the lowlights, the moments that made us laugh, the moments that made us cry, and the future of Massacre Radio. Oh yeah, all that and then some, baby. Time to give ourselves the proverbial pat on the back we deserve. And knowing myself, I'm never going to stop. Come on! This is Massacre Radio. You're listening to Massacre Radio. Thank you, and enjoy. Massacre Radio. Well, like I said at the top of the show, my guest today is the head man over at Massacre Video, and he's also a producer here on Massacre Radio. He was nice enough to take time out of his busy schedule to give me a phone call on the Massacre Radio hotline, which you too can call at 440-941-8585. And you know, just one thing about the hotline real quick, it's all-encompassing. You know, you don't have to be a guest to call the number. If you have any thoughts on the show, call us. If you don't have any thoughts on the show, call us. If you hate us with every fiber of your being, call us and leave a message. Maybe you'll hear it on our airwaves in the new year. Anyway, let me punch him up. There he is. It's Lewis. How are we doing, man? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Hey, I am doing just fine. Uh, thanks again for taking time to speak with me on this, the Season 2 finale. I don't know if you heard my intro, but I'm kind of in a self-congratulatory mood after completing 24 episodes in total of Massacre Radio. Who would have thought we would have made it this far, Lewis? I mean, you know what? There's nothing I love more than some self-congratulations, so... I'm with you there, David. So let's start from the top. You know, in just the brief amount of time Massacre Radio has been on the air, we've had numerous highlights from Don England, Jackie Dusa, Cool Keith, and beyond. But I want to hear from you, though. What would you say were your favorite moments on the show thus far? Yeah, we've had a lot. We've had a lot of great ones. We have Steve Cantani from Evil Angel. You know, hearing stories from Steve is always uh, amazing. We definitely got to get him back on the line. Um, I've had a lot of late night dinners with Steve and have heard uh, longer versions of some of the stories he was uh, talking about, including uh, the person from Mondo Video Agogo <laughs> who was into you know scat play. Um, scat, he's told yeah. me the full version of that story, and it's it's a nightmare, but it's definitely one to hear. Um, we got the we had the buttress. I mean, it's really it's really hard. Just to uh to name just a quick few of my favorite when i just really you know i love the whole season honestly um, all the way from our uh, jackie episode all the way up yeah and, and as you might remember jackie was the first person we had twice on the program and you mentioned steve katani that guy could not have been any nicer or cooler you know very candid and open about the whole scat and the nuances of hardcore anal porn you know steve is, is that that does 
describe Steve well. He's a very, very candid man. Uh, we've had lots of, uh, like I mentioned, we I, I have dinner with Steve, you know, maybe once every two months. And it's always uh, hilarious to hear his stories. He will talk about, you know, he spent, what did he do today? Oh, I measured gates. <laughs> you know, it's always, it's all, I don't have many friends like Steve that are just as like forthcoming with their message. But yeah, Steve's also, you know, he's a repository of uh, cinema knowledge. It's, he's one of the more knowledgeable people I know on uh, exploitation and genre films outside of, you know, his work at Evil Angel. And actually, Steve told me um, inside Evil Angel, the uh, the episode, you know, was heard by the uppers and uh, it got a lot of, got a lot of play, a lot of praise. Steve and anyone from Evil Angel are always welcome on the program anytime. But you also mentioned Eric Hecker. You know, that was a big guest as he was nice enough to take time out of his South Pole happenings to speak with us. You know, with Eric, he had a lot of interesting facts. But I think the biggest thing that had my attention was the green laser beam he posted to his Facebook on his birthday. Remember that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've, I've listened to a lot of Eric Hecker's long-form interviews, and it seems like I think they were trying to get at that possibly it's some sort of homing beacon, some sort of communication device. I'm honestly not the most intelligent man on the planet, but so I don't really understand the science of, uh, you know, lasers. Um, I know exploitation film, I know how to make Blu-rays, but when it comes to laser science, I don't really know what it does. But that's what I, I've uh, learned to understand what that laser meant. Take a second and talk a little bit about the identity of Massacre Radio and your thoughts on that. I mean, I think it's great that one episode we have Eric Hacker, the next it's Cool Keith, and then Laura Eisenhower, and then Steve Catani. You know, we really seem to check a number of boxes in the genre category. Your thoughts, Lewis? Well, Dave, I think that honestly falls in line with the spirit of Massacre. Uh, we've never really been a, uh, you know, in, on our film releasing side, we've never really been a label that is like stuck to one genre. You know, we stuck to, we, we, we explore into, you know, the uh, more controversial depths with some of our titles like Orozco, Tumbling Doll of Flesh, uh, Snuff 102. We deal with action films. We deal with, you know, we've put out a Phil Schneider documentary so people in the, you know, the UFO sphere will know who Phil Schneider is. Uh, we put out, you know, action. I, I think we're kind of a, a catch-all for, you know, the strange in the world. And uh, I really wouldn't want to have it any other way. So I think Massacre Radio really does exemplify that. You know, we all kind of get pretty excited, myself especially, whenever we complete just one episode of Massacre Radio, no less 24 of them things. Because I don't know about you, but I do feel like it's the best radio program in existence. I, I agree. You know, growing up, podcasts weren't really a thing yet. They really kind of had the radio and there was, you know, XM radio at that point. So really for, uh, I guess, more counterculture radio, we were really limited. And uh, I think the more genre horror based radio shows that have historically uh, existed on that front are more, you know, the corporate owned ones. I would say as to what's out there, you know, the rest of the horror shows seem to just be t- people just talking and like giggling over the audio the entire time. And uh, I don't really think that makes for a great viewing experience. So that seems to typically be the norm. So I do quite enjoy our show. I love the production value. You know, it's the little bite size for everyone just to like, you know, get, get through their week a little easier. You know, you can listen to Massacre Radio on your way to work and you can pop in one of the Blu-rays once you get home. And that was kind of my whole concept with the show in the first place. You know, I like what you said there about the bite size thing because it is brutal listening to people who don't have any real broadcast experience, you know, just four dudes in a flat in Iowa talking about God knows what for two hours. And it just makes me wonder, like, who is this really for, the listeners or themselves? 
Well, recently, actually, I went to a store out here in California in uh, Pacoima called Necroplasm. A very cool, cool store if anyone's in the uh, Pacoima, California area. It's about, I can believe, 20 minutes outside of L.A. And it's like, it's a cult metal record movie, you know. It's got got the catch-all of, you know, nerd stuff. After I went there, I showed them, I believe it was our first episode, actually, with uh, Aaron and Art Edinger. Aaron Crowell and Art Edinger. And immediately, the owner of the store told me, he's like, man, I'm going to have all of these episodes done now. After one, he was hooked. So, I liked it, you know, really. Shout out to Necroblasm. Yeah, yeah. I've had very good uh, very good responses from a lot of people with the show. And, um, you know, it's really, I think there's definitely a curb to get people to listen to another show just because, you know, the market's really flooded. But yeah, I think we're we're definitely seeing our numbers starting to grow now. So it's uh, getting excited. I'm really happy we can share it with uh, more and more people every episode. And it's like you said, there are so many podcasts out there, so many radio programs that the market is just saturated. And I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. You know, I had a fresh idea and I'm glad that you took a liking to it because it's been nothing but a positive experience working with both yourself and Justin on this project. I truly feel like this show is the future of broadcasting. I agree. I think there is definitely a return to tradition, especially amongst media. The radio is something, especially people in our age demographic, has certainly grown up with. So it's nice to hear something that's foreign yet familiar. Um, like I said earlier, just below this, the idea of having two, you know, just consumers of things sitting down and talking for, you know, two hours. I don't really think that's it's not bad, but it feels like it's more designed for like friend circles than rather to like be a program for like a mass audience. And with Masquerade Radio, I really do think like this is a program for mass audience. And in a way, I do think the radio show can't actually find more ears than some of our distribution titles. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little easy to listen to um, listen to you, Dave, than a. Uh, watch Tumbling Gallifush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking with Lewis from Masker Video. He's also a producer here on the program as well. He does a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and without him, this program wouldn't be possible. Before we get you out of here, Lewis, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about, or at least mention easily, what is our biggest episode to date, Great Gate. I'm seeing here on the YouTube video alone that it's at over 1.1 thousand views. Talk about captivating an audience. Absolutely. I believe we were at about eight or 900 on Spotify as well for the Great Gate episode. That was honestly one of the more interesting, I think, things we've done with Massacre thus far. Um, immediately, I guess, you know, let's spill the tea on it. I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything above that. Immediately after the episode, uh, while trying to, you know, promote it, we were uh, immediately blocked by Kevin Kennedy of Don't Eat the Gum. And any person who would also, like, post this on his uh, post would also be blocked. So he was really trying to suppress this information. And you know, a lot of people behind the scenes in the horror world, they came to us after the show. And, you know, the, the first reactions we were getting to it was, oh, this is silly. And, you know, you guys are just having fun with this. But as the dust settled, a lot of people were saying, they're like, you guys, analysts, like, analyzation of the events were true. I mean, this guy is obviously, like, like trying to jump on some drama just to, Sell more mystery boxes. I think it's a very, uh, very messy situation to say the least. But um, yeah, the Great Gate actually blew up. Uh, some of Kevin's call-out posts were getting, you know, three thousand likes, thousands of comments. Joel and Violet were uh, just 
I would say a step too far. You know, we were we were looking and monitoring everyone's um, social media to feel like, you know, if we were going to do another Great Gate episode and, you know, they were getting death threats sent by basically people that Kevin sent after them. People were trying to dox them. You know, Joel and Violet have children and people were commenting rotten stuff on the children. So I think Justin said it the best. It's a world of people who aren't above taking a step on one another. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of uh, unnecessary drama. And my main goal with Massacre has always been let's sell movies. So it's always uh, interesting when there's pointless drama. It's fun to see. But I think the great gay thing ultimately was really sad for Joel and Violet, who in the beginning of the story, you know, looked like the monsters. But Right. And one last thing on Great Gate I wanted to add was how it just kind of fell into our laps. You know, we were all just talking about it one night and then decided to roll with it. It kind of came together pretty fast, but it kind of had to, you know? Well, Dave, to be fair, it actually fell on Violet, not on Todd. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it was it, 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 it was like a perfect place, perfect time. Uh, you know, from Justin and I sitting there watching it to like then the thing that started popping up online. It was a truly right place, right time, and happened very organically, which was uh, was very awesome. It was uh, it was a fun it was a fun show about nothing that you know kind of did turn into something. Don England set us up perfectly for that episode, by the way. Oh yes, oh yeah, absolutely. All the credit like, goes to him on that one. All the credit goes. You know what? This is my my new opinion on Great Gate is. We should not be supporting Kevin Kennedy. We should not be supporting Wacky Wicks. These men are cowards. We support Don England. Gotta love Don England. You got to. You know, you need that guy. You need him. You need him. You need him. He's he's one of uh, he's one of my favorite people from conventions. You know, I've known Don England since I've probably been 15 or 16 years old. Awesome artist. And if you're ever at a convention, go and check out his stuff. You know, he's not there to like try to seem cool to the weekend warrior convention crowd. You know, he's a very genuine guy. His head's in the right place. And he just likes art and films. And he's a person I think we should support. All these other people doing bootleg artwork and, you know, just wanting to be Facebook famous or that. I, I say just, you know, good riddance. You know, with all those guests, it's easy to overlook the Cool Keith episode we had to kick off Season 2. I mean, just think about that for a second. Massacre Radio, after only 12 episodes, lands one of the best and certainly most underrated MCs to ever grace the mic on our airwaves. That's big time. I mean, Cool Keith is an absolute legend. Um, I think he was uh, was very surprised with your extensive knowledge of his career, um, bringing in some tidbits. You know, he doesn't really get much in interviews. It was was an awesome interview, and a lot of the uh, the Cool Keith fans came for that interview, and, you know, we got some messages. A few of them stayed around for other episodes. Yeah, that is awesome. I did not know that, and I'm seeing here that the YouTube video has 757 views as of now. I would love to have more musical guests on for sure. Yeah, I think we got some really, really based things coming up, especially on the MC front. So it's really exciting. You know, we can't forget if we're bringing up Cool Keith, we got to talk about the new generation as well. We had the lovely Buttress in her first interview, I think in maybe five or six years. So, you know, really shout out to her for uh, allowing Massacre to the, the trust to be the only person who really like interviewed her. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because Buttress could not have been any nicer as well. She was so sweet and very personable. It was nice to be able to talk with her and hear more about the different aspects of her music, you know? Yeah, and since, uh, and since that interview, her music has continued to blow up. Endo Functor was very, very successful on Spotify, and uh, 
you know, Brutus is still to this day. I, I can't get on Instagram or TikTok without hearing the opening jingle of it. So <laughs> people are still using it for their viral content. Lewis, just about to wrap this up, but since I have you on the phone, I got to ask you, what other things do you see in the future for Massacre Radio? Well, should I should I break something we've discussed behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I should. I mean, if, if I think people, I should. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go for it. I think I should. This is a thing we haven't done yet. But one of my favorite things with Massacre Radio is your skits. From, you know, the aliens playing pool to uh, to the, the ghost of Dwight, the eyes and the, Dwight Eisenhower. I think those are some of my favorite. I, I know you, Justin, and I have uh, discussed it very subtly, but I would love a, uh, you know, hour feature length radio play for us to do. Like, you know, we have the ideas, we've written it, we have, I think, the chutzpah to do it. That's something I would really love to see in the future for Massacre Radio. Notice some more specials, but as far as the formula goes, I would say we're, I think we're uh, really zeroing in on the most, you know, lean format for the show currently. And um, I just would like to see it just, you know, keep slowly growing. Lewis, last thing, and then I'll let you go. Totally unrelated to anything we've talked about. Elon Musk reinstates Alex Jones. He's back on Twitter. Your thoughts? Alex Jones is back on Twitter. Let's fucking go. That's my thought. You know, in the brief number of times I've had you on the program, you've always told me how nice of a job I'm doing with the show, and I appreciate that. I do. But I got to tell you, you do a great job, too, you know. We really couldn't do it without you, and I mean that. Yeah, David, I couldn't agree with you more, and, you know, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, Massacre Radio has been one of the funnest projects I think I've worked on in years. It's nice. It's fun. So with that, you know, can't complain at all. And also, I'd like everyone listening to uh, stay tuned to the Massacre website next year. Uh, I believe the most releases Massacre video has ever put out in a year was eight or nine. We're trying to shatter that next year. So we got a lot of really, really cool stuff coming. A lot of uh, out of print stuff is coming back. A lot of new titles that we haven't even announced are coming out. Um, we got a lot of 4Ks. We got Blu rays. You know, it's going to be a great time. Lewis, thank you for your time and all the best to you and Massacre Radio. Absolutely, Dave. Thank you. Massacre. Hey, that's our show. I'd like to thank Lewis for joining me and giving ourselves here a pat on the back, a job well done. We'll pack it up and reconvene in the new year. But in the meantime, if you can't get enough Masca Radio, not to worry. We'll be posting best ofs in the weeks in between, all leading up to that season three premiere on January 2nd. It's a lot closer than you might think, folks. So get ready because it is going to be a wild ride. So until then, I've been your host, Members Only Dave, and I'll talk at you in the new year. Happy holidays, everyone. Go Browns.